This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the brand new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors with host Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant and the Low Ledger, our hometown newspaper. Today, I will be chatting with author Frank Wilson, who will announce the details of his book giveaway of Hearts of Fire at the end of the interview. Frank is a retired tradesman, a published author, a travel junkie, a fantasy sci-fi nerd, an avid collector, an internet minister, an enthusiastic foodie, a budding comedian, among other things. In other words, everything pushes his buttons. Hello, Frank. How are you? Hello, I'm just fine. How are you? Good, good. It's kind of getting cold in Michigan. Is it cold yeah. in Detroit? Not, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But it's, it's getting there. Summer said goodbye. Yeah, unfortunately, right? Right. Anyways, I love your profile. You sound like me. You like everything, so do I. And I actually <laughs> met Frank in person at Palmer Park Art Fair in Detroit in June. Is this a good show, Frank? And would you recommend it to other authors and visitors? Oh, absolutely. It's been getting larger every year, and it just gets better and better. Yeah, you meet some wonderful people, uh, some good authors. Uh, it's a good experience all the way around. It was a great show. I loved it. And how is your comedy career going? When are you coming to Grand Rapids? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I was just in Grand Rapids about a week ago. I had a show in, in Twin Lakes. And we stopped by Grand Rapids on the way back to Detroit. Oh, you should have called me. Uh, well, yeah. Next time, right? Next okay. time. Let's talk about your book, Hearts of Fire. First of all, what's the genre of your book? Uh, it's a fantasy novel. All righty. And can you give us a brief summary of the plot? Well, uh, it's, it's about... Um, a uh, young girl, she, um, after her father dies, she uh, goes out to uh, seek a mother and a brother that she's never met. They were separate, they're twins and they were separated at birth. And she goes out to find them and uh, all kind of wonderful things happen. All right, it's kind of like a mix, right? Like you described oh, yeah. all these adventures. <laughs> It's sort of a coming of age story, um, uh -huh. uh, but she, she's, a, she's a very powerful young sorceress. Okay. And, and, okay, and she's, uh, she's half centaur and half human, and so is her brother. Okay, cool. And their names, can I get the protagonist's names? Oh, Talia and, and Cyron. Okay, Talia and Cyron. And yeah. what inspired you to write this book? Well, I like fantasy and sci-fi. All <laughs> right. Know, you know, you you write what you read, and you uh -huh. uh, and that's what I like to read. That's what I like to watch. Okay. And how long did it take you to write this book? Oh, once I actually sat down and started, it took uh, just a few months. All right. Yeah. And to, it, it, had been, it had been bouncing around in my head for a long time. So I've kind of had the story already set. 
before okay. I sat down to write it. That's the best way to do it, right? Have an outline in your head and then just sit down and wow, spit it yeah. out, right? Uh -huh. let, the, let the characters tell you what they want to do. Right. Okay. What were some of the challenges in writing this? Well, um, believing that I could actually do it. Yep. I, have no, I have no training in, in writing and... Uh, you know, writing a book is a is a um, is a task, and and I, I wasn't sure I could actually do it. And you did it. Yeah, did it six times. What did it feel like when you finished your book? What was the feeling? Describe the feeling to us. Oh, the great feeling of accomplishment. Um, uh, very inspiring, makes you want to do more. Now that you know you can really do it, you, you, you're anxious to do more. Uh, it's a great feeling. Yes, it is. What do you feel you did right in writing this book? Um, what did I feel I did? I've never thought about that. Uh, well, I, I, I think that I, I told a good story. Um, and I, I think I proved not only to myself, but to uh, those around me and, and those that know me that uh, you can do more than you think you can do. You Absolutely. Can be more than you think you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what would you have done differently? Um. I think I wouldn't have been in such a hurry because once once I once I, I wrote it, I was in a hurry to get it published. And I think I would have sat on it for a little while longer just to let it marinate a little more. I think I could have even made the story even better than it is. Mm -hmm. And what have you learned about yourself from writing this book? That I have no idea who I am. Oh, excellent. That's a great answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I keep, I keep discovering new things about me that I had no idea were, were you know, hidden there. Little things over in, in, in the corner that you put away and you, you forgot about. And wow. all of a sudden, they're sprouting up. And uh, yeah, life's real interesting. It is. What are the major takeaways from Hearts of Fire? Believe in yourself, uh, stay true to yourself, allow yourself room to make mistakes and grow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Would you do it all over again, your writing career? Oh, absolutely. I, I would have started it even earlier. Mm -hmm. I hear that quite often, that people regret not starting earlier in their lives. Yes. And what is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author event? Um, well, I, 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 was, I was once at a book fair and a young lady came up to me. She had to, because Hearts of Fire is the first of a three-part series. Okay. And she, she had read all three and uh, she so identified with the with the character that 
uh, she she gave me a a well I, I don't know what what it was an outline uh, uh, whatever it was of what she thinks should happen next <laughs> how she thinks the story should go what the character should do are you going to use that outline no 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 I wouldn't want to, I, well I, I I read it and it was really interesting but but no I, I wouldn't want to take her ideas I I, I did I, I gave it back to her and I, I after I read it and I gave my little critique on it and I told her well change just change change the name change the location and write your book so you help her right I hope so okay so what's next for Frank in 2022 we're still in 2022 right oh yeah we're still in, we still got a little time in 2020 well let's see um um I don't know anything. I'm 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 kind of, I'm kind of open open to it all. I, you know, I, I'm the one thing I am really happy about is that I think I can start traveling again. Oh wow! Can, Where do you plan yeah. on going? Where do you want to go? Well, I want. Uh, well, I, just before COVID uh, broke out, I was on my way to India, oh. and that's where I want to go. So you never made it to India? No, COVID put an end to all that. Oh, wow. So yes, if you so do much. get there, Frank, what, yeah. what will you do in India? <laughs> Are you going to be selling books there? Oh, well, hopefully, you know, oh. riding, riding elephants, yeah. uh, uh, you know, going to the Taj Mahal, uh -huh. trying, trying all, all the, the spicy Indian foods. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's delicious stuff. I love Indian food. Ooh, mm -hmm. do you cook it and do you make it at home? Indian no, dishes? No, 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 no. no. I'm, 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 I'm much too lazy to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but you do go out, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm a big foodie. I'm a big foodie. Yeah. I, I, yeah, when, when I when I had a regular nine to five, I used to cook. But but now that I'm not on that kind of schedule, I just don't find the time to do it. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant in Detroit? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I wanna my, know. My favorite? <laughs> oh, there's so many. I mean I <laughs> Yeah, because I like everything, so I don't Me really too. have a favorite. Okay, so no recommendations if I decide oh, no. to go. <laughs> oh, there, 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 there is is a total total uh, a cornucopia of of different kinds of food mm -hmm. uh, here. Oh, yeah, some great restaurants. It just depends on what you're in the mood for. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm gonna check that out when I'm back in Detroit, right? Oh yeah, so many, new, so many new places have 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 opened. You won't yeah. have time to get yeah. to half of it. Yeah, I believe that. All right, Frank, would you like to read to us from Hearts of Fire? Oh sure. Okay. Uh, let me start at chapter one. Okay, uh, Hearts of Fire. Okay, Talia moved her arms, dipping and swaying them like a bird in flight. The air around her began to warm and hum. 
the stone walls of the turret seemed to expand and contract as if the room was breathing in and out. Vibrations rippled through the floor, causing the glass vials and bottles on the table in her father's laboratory to rattle and shake. Books tumbled from their perch on the shelves, charts and maps on the walls flapped like wings. Moisture collected on the windows like a sweaty brow. The smell of something burning tickled Talia's nose. The whole turret seemed to be threatening to dislodge itself from the castle as if it would shoot into the air and explode like fireworks. Easy now, slow, don't rush it, her father warned, watching attentively, attentively over her shoulder. Gently Talia visualize, gently Talia visualize what you're doing. See the end result. You want to guide the forces around you. Don't gather them too fast. Stay in control. Feel it. Hold it. Don't let it overpower you. Yes, Father, Talia answered, her breathing becoming rapid and shallow, beads of sweat forming above her brow. Talia licked the salty moisture from above her lips, her arms moved faster. The nerves in her fingers and hand began to tingle and go numb. She grunted from the strain of controlling the growing force. Father, she whispered, a plea entering her voice. Too fast, Talia. Slow down, you'll lose it. The pull of the mounting power caused her to wobble on her feet. Father, I can't keep up with it. It's too strong. I can't hold it. Panic started to take hold. You can do it, Talia. You must believe in your, yourself, believe in your abilities. It's too much, I can't. Her head jerked to face him. I'm scared, Father, what do I do? The power continued to grow as she struggled to contain it. Her arms spread wide like a chambermaid loaded down with laundry. She felt her muscles strain and burn from the effort. Concentrate, Talia, keep your force. Keep your focus, don't be afraid, he shouted. Father, please, she cried. Talia released, Talia reached it, Talon, sorry. Talon reached in to help her. A bolt of energy bright as lightning arced and struck him in the chest. He rocketed straight up into the air and bounced off the ceiling. Talon crashed onto the stone floor like a bird shot on the wing. Father, father, Talia screamed. A wall of flame rose up engulfing her. The magic surged through her like boiling water. Talia was both terrified and amazed. She felt as she had never felt before, both powerful and frightened. Stepping forward, she reached for her father. The room began to spin. The air moved around her in a whirlwind. whirlwind. The power shot through her body, overwhelming her. Talia struggled to stay on her feet to keep to help her fallen father. The hurricane of wind and flames danced about her. The familiar surroundings became a blur. She gasped. Everything went black. Talia collapsed on the bed in tears. The memory was too raw, too fresh. Tears of guilt mingled with those of loss and regret. The door creaked open. Talia jumped only relaxing when Alana peeked into the room. Sniffling, she wiped her eyes and returned to her, her task. Opening the satchel, in went two dresses, an ivory comb, a brush, and a book of her father's spells. She mingled over an iridescent blue crystal amulet, her mother's amulet. A sad, weak smile crossed her lips. Stories told of her mother played through her mind. 
Talia stroked the gemstone before tying the braided leather string around her neck. I didn't mean to disturb you, Alana said, shuffling into the room. It's all right. I thought you were. She shook her head. It doesn't matter. So you're really leaving, she frowned. But why, Talia? Talia ignored the questions and closed her bag. You can have the rest. She pointed to the assortment of dresses and petticoats laid out like a bouquet of wildflowers. Most of those things were given to you by the prince. I don't want them, Talia snapped. If you won't take them, give them to the other girls. They love those frills and ruffles. Alana drew back at the sharpness of her reply. You can't leave, Talia. Her voice was shaky. Where will you go? Now that your father is, I, I mean, gone, her face flushed. You don't have any other family. What will you, who will look after you? What, who will protect you? How will you live? You'll be a woman alone in the world. I'll take care of myself, Talia insisted, pausing and taking a deep breath to fortify herself. I'll be fine. I have my magic. My father taught me well. She turned away, hoping Alana wouldn't see what she was hiding. Talia raised her chin to conceal the doubt in her voice. There is nothing left for me here. If I stay, I'll be forced into a life I don't want. I will not be chained to a cooking pot, cooking pot and a cradle, forced to live like one of the court, court hounds and come when called. If you marry the prince, you won't have to worry about all that. You'll have servants and all the best the kingdom can offer. I won't have him. I am not suited to be the royal brood mayor. He doesn't love me. I don't love him, she snapped. Thangor is cruel and arrogant. He thinks only of what he wants. My life would not be my own. I want to live as I choose, not as someone commands me to. Alana gave her an annoying look. You've always been so proud and picky. Prince Thangor is the most sought after man in the kingdom. He will be the king one day. Any woman should be proud to have his favor. He doesn't have mine and I don't want his. Talia sat resting her hands on her lap, staring out the window at the rising sun. I want to do things and see things like my father did when he was young. I want a life of wonder and adventure. There is nothing to wonder about here. The biggest adventure here is what the cook will cook for dinner. No, there's nothing here for me. I want to find out what I can be, what I can do, not have it decided for me. Father always said I was more than I realized I was. I okay, want to find we're, out. Frank, we're yeah. running out of time. Okay, thank you for the reading. Now, can you announce the details of your book giveaway? Oh, sure. Uh, well, sign, a signed copy of all three books in the series. Okay, to the first person who emails you with the subject line book podcast giveaway. Give us your email address. Okay, it's F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N at F-R-W-I-L-S-O-N dot com. Okay, can you repeat that for us? Okay, it's Franklin at frwilson.com. That's F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N at frwilson.com. Okay, perfect. 
Okay, now parting shots. You first, Frank. You're my guest. Oh well, I will thank you for for having me on. I appreciate it so much. This has been fun. It always is. And safe travels, right? When you go yes, to you. India. And my, and my parting shots are read indie, buy indie, and write indie. Support your local authors, newspapers, and small presses. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This meeting is being